welcome to Adam's Rib. It is our goal to uplift, encourage, and guide women in becoming the person that God intended for us to be. We believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for our sins and rose again so that we could have eternal life. We want to guide you in figuring out God's purpose for your life. No subject is off limits here. We are Adam's Rib, and here we go. Hey, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Jessica. And welcome back to Adam's Rib. Welcome to all the new listeners. We hope that you enjoy this episode for today. Subscribe to us on iTunes. We're in SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Facebook, Twitter. Welcome back to all of the frequent listeners. Thank you. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Okay, that's it. That's all that. This episode is positioned for purpose. We have discussed a lot about purpose. We've discussed what, who am I? Mm-hmm. I think our very first episode was discovering your purpose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think this is what this podcast is really built on because I feel like mm-hmm. us as women, we were like, at least I know I've asked, what is my purpose? I still question that sometimes. Just what is it? Is, is my purpose? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I know the direction God wants me to go in. And we talked about um, spiritual gifts previously. And so, you know, I have, I have the gift of hospitality and also the gift of um, teaching, which I thought was ironic because I have no desire to be a teacher. But, <laughs> but it doesn't have to be in the classroom, obviously. Right, it right. can be teaching other ways. But it's interesting because I do work in the field of education, so I could kind of see that. But I don't know. I feel like, you know, this episode is really about, you know, I feel like God can place us in a position like, man, how am I going to get out of this? Where's this going to come from? But you're being positioned for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And really, I would reference our listeners to go back to last week's episode because mm. that was powerful. Mm. We had um, a woman in here served, well, no, was sentenced to 50 years in prison. 42. 42 years in prison. Yep, sentenced to 42 years in prison. Served 13, 13 of right? those years. I mean, she was shown mercy, released from prison. Now, now she does prison ministry. She's written books. She has her MBA. Like, that yeah. is what you would call a position for, for purpose. purpose. Like, she came out of something that I think most women, most people in her position would not have made it out of that. Oh, no. They either would have still been in jail right now or they would have. I would be in jail right now. I, probably, <laughs> I, like I, I, ain't, I mean, I ain't going to front. I probably <laughs> killed myself because I wouldn't. Like, prison? Mm-hmm. And then she served 13 years in there? Mm-hmm. Like, that's hard. And then, but didn't know that she was going to get mercy. That's and the then, thing. Right. She had, and had she was no clue. Faith in 42. Faith in 42. So she probably With thinking, no clue that she was leaving that place. So she's probably thinking, you know what? I'm going to just serve the Lord the rest yeah. of these 42 she years. She said she wasn't supposed to get out, what, until 2014? Is, Is that, that what she said? I don't no, know. Something like said? that. I forget. I don't remember. But she, <laughs> I all I know is she got out in 2006, and that was way before she was supposed to. Okay? Right. <laughs> and then she was, what was really amazing about her story, she said she was granted clemency, and she was the Oh, she's been the only person in the state of the state. Yeah, that's ever been granted clemency. Like that's what you call position for purpose. That's position for purpose. Mm-hmm. God took her out of a situation that most would have not made it out of. Not to do, not to serve with the purpose that she's serving. She is ministering now to everybody, to people yeah. all over the place. I'm sure mm-hmm. in prison, outside of she was ministering to, to me us, and right? didn't even realize that yeah. she was giving me mad life. Like oh my god, mm-hmm. her story is so. Her story is inspiring, and I really feel like it is very. Um, be fitting to you know to to reference back to her story for this episode because that is legit positioned yeah. for purpose when you have no control 
and it's nobody's control but God's. When God can take you from something that, like, that should have been the end for her. Yeah. Like, the enemy had it set up. It was done. She was sentenced. She's going away. 42 years. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. That was, and I guarantee the enemy felt like he had a legit win right there. Mm-hmm. But Because she said, she had mentioned when she had gotten saved that the enemy was attacking her very hard. Very hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, she said the the guards in the in the prison were, were taunting her and, mm-hmm. and picking with her. And and I think that was, that might have just been the start. Because see, I, I, I have, I could be wrong, but I have this thought that sometimes I think the enemy knows when God really has his hand on you. Absolutely. I, and some people, people argue with me on that. You would be surprised. But people argue with me on that. And the enemy don't know. He ain't God. He okay. ain't God. He ain't God, but he know. But it's just like when she said the women in the prison saw something new in her. Mm-hmm. The enemy also so sees does, something does, new does, in you. He like, sees it too. It should be evident. When you're holy, you are set apart. That's so right. So it should be evident That's right. that you are striving to hire things. And she's telling people, I don't smoke cigarettes anymore. I don't want to play cards anymore. Like, she completely made a shift. So, of course, the enemy knows that God yeah. has his hand on you. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And, and that's so, when you know yeah. that you're positioned for purpose that's when I right. think the enemy starts attacking the hardest. The hardest. I mean, granted, I'm not wishing for that for my own life, but you know but what I'm saying? Like, but I think that's but, real, though. But sometimes, you know, and I have heard pastors say, you know, that they're, they're praying for tests and trials so that they can come out of it and then be elevated to much greater heights so that they can have a testimony so that can, they can preach to others about this. Because I feel like it's hard to preach to people about things that you haven't gone through yourself. You said so. And so, if you haven't gone through it, I'm not saying you can't be an effective preacher, teacher, but I think it would be a challenge. And I'm not a preacher, so right. someone correct me if I'm wrong. If you listen to this, you are a preacher, but I think that would be a challenge. I mean, because I, I feel like it gives a different energy, and it gives a different it gives a different depth of of testament or testimony. What what's the word? What do I don't know? I don't, I don't know. What you're trying to say. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it just gives a different. It can, it brings forth so much more. When you're telling me something that you've been through, yeah. like when you are sharing with me, not just like it goes beyond an example. Like you're giving me legit your testimony. Mm-hmm. You're not telling me this off of speculation. This is not off of your assumptions. This is based off of what you've been through. There are certain things I speak to women. I, I help. I try to empower and uplift women, but there are certain subjects I won't speak on because I've never been through it. Right. I can't tell like we, you. If you haven't noticed, we rarely talk about marriage because we haven't been married. I am there. I ain't never so. been married. <laughs> but I can tell you what it feels like to be suicidal because right. I was. You know what I mean? I can tell you what it's like to have kids out of wedlock because I have two. Mm-hmm. I can tell you what it's like to be a teen mom. I had my baby at 18. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So there's certain things that I could talk about for days, but there's certain things I'm just not going to touch on. Like, yeah. I'm not going to mess with... I'm not going to mess with marriage and I'm mm-hmm. not going to mess with shoot. Even being engaged. I was once, but yeah, no, no. <laughs> not worth talking about. <laughs> Can't help you there. Yeah. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like, so it's, I feel like it's so much more effective when you, when your purpose is based off of things that you've experienced, like mm-hmm. your background, I feel like is what positions you for your purpose, mm-hmm. you know? And that's why even with Lindsay, I try to encourage her a lot. I know she questions at times, like, what is my purpose? But I tell her all the time, like, when you really look back at the things that you've been through, no, it may not be some of the things I've been through. It may be not, maybe not even as dramatic as some of the thing I, things I've been through. Mm-hmm. But what you've been through is going to help somebody because mm-hmm. there is another True. woman. There's another, there's a young man. There's, right. There are people out there that are still suffering through some of the same things that you've suffered through, but you've made it through. 
Yeah, there's somebody getting ready to fall off completely, but you're an example of what it looks like to come out of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's all you need to figure out what your purpose is. Yeah. I think we have to think about, too, you know, if you are in just a horrible, detrimental, you know, situation where you live is not an accident. It's an assignment. Where you mm. work is not an accident; it's an assignment. That's right. You know, you know what I'm saying, and so that's why we wanted to name this um, positions for a purpose because where you're planted it could essentially be your assignment. Go back to the word Joseph. We yeah. all, like, we talk about Joseph a lot. He's like one of my favorite people in the Bible. Like him and Noah. I don't know why, but <laughs> like, I love the story of Noah. I mean, I just couldn't imagine that Joseph's in prison. You know what I'm saying? And just mm-hmm. interpreting these dreams. But you in prison. I don't feel like doing none of that. Right. You know, and kind of like when we had Kim in here. She's praying over people, praying over, like, murderers and, you know, things right, like that. Right, right. I don't feel like doing that. <laughs> Man, listen, one of the most powerful things that she said, and it's a little graphic, but she said that she was washing the underwear of a young lady who did not know how to take care of herself. Mm-hmm. And she didn't know the proper ways to take care of her body when she was going through certain, you know, monthly things. But the fact that she said she was washing her underwear by hand. And I know for somebody, I shoot, for me, I was like, ain't no way. (laughs) Not, Not I. But when you really look at the bigger picture of that, that was her purpose being served. Yeah. Like she was positioned to be in that cell with a young lady that she, that, that Kim said a lot of people couldn't be, couldn't bother with her mm-hmm. because she was for whatever reasons her attitude was foul or whatever but people couldn't bother with her but yet there was something about prophetess kim that could be in the cell with her and it could actually change her life like yeah. that's that's deep like that's yeah. real that's position that's when the purpose is being served like that's when things are happening beyond your control because when you're positioned for it when God is positioning for positioning you for your purpose, you just don't have no control over that. Like, yeah. you just don't. Things you look up and you notice things are starting to happen, and you're starting to do things, and you before you know it, you're looking like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. how is this happening? How am I doing this? Why am I doing this? But that's when that that's that uncontrollable thing. What's happening? Takes place. <laughs> We're echoing. Sorry, we're having technical difficulties right now. We're <laughs> echoing in our ears. <laughs> we oh go take these off. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Brandon, we're echoing in here. Why? Um, okay, he's telling us to keep going. Anyway. Listen, at the end of the day, see, look, the enemy trying to be funny right, right now. Is. I was just Don't be that. mad. <laughs> Don't be mad because you know what? Me and Lindsay are operating on purpose right now. (laughs) So I think the enemy is mad because he's getting stepped on right about now because this is two women right here that I shouldn't be here. I don't know about Lindsay, but I know I shouldn't. I shouldn't be here. I should not be on this. I shouldn't be behind this mic, not sharing the things that I get an opportunity to share. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, the enemy's trying to be real funny right now, but it's cool. (laughs) And we can't start over. Like, oh, wait a minute. (laughs) I want to talk about... When I was reading into this, I was like, God, you know, I just, I didn't, I didn't really know what to say, mm. really how to prepare. But he led me to the story of Joshua and mm. I won't go into like great details. But basically, Joshua was like the predecessor of Moses. Moses died and then Joshua like took over basically. So leading the Israelites into the promised land and they had this wall, right? Jericho. And so, and the scripture says that Joshua has sent the spies to the land of Jericho, even though Joshua had already seen it. But what I found interesting is that 
I feel like Joshua was such a good leader because I think he recognized you can't really lead people into anything that they don't have a vision for. And I'm going somewhere with this, so stick mm. with me. <laughs> and so he had to have them see, oh, this is awesome. It's, it's the land of, what is it, like milk and honey, whatever it was, <laughs> and all that when I was reading about it. And so I feel like, you know, God wants you to be excited about your destiny. He wants you to be excited about your purpose. But you have to endure the process because that's what brings you to the promise. Mm. So, but you need a vision for that first and foremost. And, you know, that process it's going to create discouragement, but again, if you don't have that vision for it, you're not going to get through that. That's right. And so I say that to say, you know, it's just it's, I just took it so literal because they walked around that raw all them days because, again, the spies saw the vision. I feel like if he didn't send them over there to actually seek out the land, they're probably like, why are we walking around this wall? It's a wall. You right. know what I'm saying? Right, right. <laughs> so anyway, then that led me to when I was reading the scripture, it says that there was a woman— um, that was on the wall of Jer- in the city of Jericho, Rahab. She mm. was a harlot. So follow me, because this is so powerful. I'm about to speak to myself on this, because this Come is on. powerful. Come on, so, so I feel like God strategically, you know, allowed this woman to be in that city at the right place, at the right time, to be positioned right there. Because I feel like this shows me that wherever God guides, he's going to provide. So when, when the king of Jericho... Uh, when after those spies that Joshua sent, you know, they had to get it arranged to stay with this woman to be a hiding place. So if you really think about it, I feel like for a lot of us as women, God has made you, you know, a hiding place. He's He's made you a keeper of secrets. You know, he's made you some type of comfort, mm-hmm. even though you weren't really qualified by the yeah. world standards to do that. But this, again, you have to remember, this woman was like, a whore, you know, just according to the scripture. She, I mean, harlot, let's just be honest. Like, because I don't want people to think, what's a harlot? It's a whore, <laughs> a prostitute, a loose woman. <laughs> it is, it is. I don't think whore, whore is a bad word. No, it's I'm just not. saying that is that's that's what she was. And she talk about, I need some time. <laughs> <laughs> and so then that really kind of got me thinking. I feel like there's like levels to it, right? So we kind of, you know, talked about like. The process, you know, God always has a strategy to position you for divine purpose, but there has to be a process because you got to be positioned correctly in the process and you got to be okay with that. You got to be okay with whatever God's going to have you to do. It's kind of like we, you had talked about the woman of blood, you know, Mm -hmm. that one time Mm -hmm. she could not get healed until she was in the right position to live out that purpose. And so once she pressed forward until she was in the right position, that miracle could not happen for her. So that's like the process of that. And then I think there's, there, there's exposure, kind of like, you know, the vision that I talked about. So I feel like, for example, at least I knew growing up, it's hard to get kids excited for something that, that you see for their life if, if they can't see it for themselves. Right. So I think, you know, we're the same just as grown women as, with that either. So God can expose you and take you into an environment where it may be uncomfortable, but it's setting you up for your position for that purpose and for that promise. So, you know, and the scripture says, eyes have not seen nor ears have heard, but if it can be revealed to you in your spirit before it's revealed in your life. You're healed in your spirit before you're healed in your life. You're healed in your mind before you're healed in your life. Girl, you better speak. But then I thought about Rahab. It took courage because if you really think about it, it says that, you know, the king was after her because he knew he, she's, she's hiding all these spies or whatever, but she had the courage to withstand the king of Jericho and, and taking a stand for what she believed and hiding these spies. So you got to have the courage to act out outwardly what you know and what you see inwardly. 
But then finally, I really thought about this. It's like, okay, I ain't trying to be funny. But how does this that this prostitute like know about these like international affairs? <laughs> so I was going to her, like, you heard about Joshua? Yeah, you know, I heard something about that. What? <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like, could you imagine that like today? Right. And so my point is that you got to have knowledge outside of your parameters. So, you you know, you, you got to have knowledge that goes beyond your situation. You got to know something about things that you haven't received yet so that when God opens that door for you, you're not trying to get ready, but you already are ready because you've positioned on. yourself. Come on. And so for some reason, I just felt really led to read about Joshua. And I was like, man, this is like kind of perfect for this episode because I struggled yeah. with this. I did. <laughs> but let me tell you, I can't tell. <laughs> you speaking right now, like for real. I really, really love the part, though, where you were talking about uh, the process. Because, man, I, I I don't know. I'm on social media, and I, I'm, I've been noticing, like, a lot of people lately um, put this hashtag, trust the process. Trust the process. Is that a hashtag? Well, yeah. I, at least some of the people I follow. Well, I, yeah. I don't know if it's, like, a real trending one or whatever. But, mm. whatever. but nonetheless, I've been seeing the hashtag. You just said what you said. And that is, like, legit, that means everything to me. And I think that's confirmation for sometimes why people, why we go through some of the things we go through. Mm-hmm. Um, the process doesn't feel good, but there's power in the process. We go through things that just don't always feel right. It doesn't always line up with what we want for our lives. It doesn't always feel comfortable. Sometimes it just might, it just might totally piss you off, like, why are you allowing this to happen to me? Some of my lowest points in life, I remember just being straight up mad at God. Like, mm-hmm. are you kidding me? I am a single parent. I'm already struggling. You got my bank account in, like, silly negatives. Like, why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. Why are you taking me through this? But it was all a part of the process. It was all the part of the things. God put all this stuff together. He he allowed all these things to to happen to me for me to for me to happen to myself. Mm-hmm. Things that I've had to go through, decisions that I made. It was all a part of the process. And I had if I if I knew then what I know now, I would have trusted the process a little bit more because it was everything that I've been through that puts me in the place that I'm in right now. Everything that I've experienced, every bad moment, every sad moment, every moment I cried, every moment I was pissed off at God, every moment that didn't make sense, it all makes sense now. And so it's like you really got to put your faith in this process. Like you are going through it for a reason, but you have to know something. It's just you're going through, through, meaning that there's another side to this. You come out of this. And when you come out of this, you are coming out to serve a legit purpose in Christ. Oh, my God. And you, you can't detest there. the wind that blows you one way because it could be blowing you into position. They got what you win. Exactly. And then I love what you said about vision. Like, I cannot tell you how important it is to stay connected to your the vision for your life. Like, I think some of the it's funny. My cousin, she says she likes getting her she likes getting shout outs on Adam's ribs. So, cuz me, uh, this is for you. Did she really? She made a status on Facebook. <laughs> hey, Misha. Hey, girl. That's my boo. She's listening from Germany and stuff right now. <laughs> but no, like it was crazy. It was crazy. She just texted me the other day and she asked me. 
She's like, we call each other sissy, even though we're cousins. But she's like, sissy, what, like, keep it real with me. What inspires you? What keeps you inspired? Mm -hmm. And I told her, I said, as crazy as this sounds, it's the vision that keeps me inspired. Not my kids. Not nothing out, nothing around me. It's, it's. It's literally what I see in my head. It's what it's the dreams that keep me up at night. It's the it's the like the things that frustrate me sometimes because sometimes my vision actually can frustrate me because it's like Mm -hmm. I see all these things that God wants me to see, but I don't see how I'm going to get there. But that's still that's the process part that you have to trust. But the vision is so real. And I tell her I was I was telling her, I said, even though sometimes my vision frustrates me. Sometimes my, I even get discouraged by my vision. Um, but my vision embodies everything that I want blessed. My children, my finances, my territory, my peace of mind, you know, my career. Everything that I want blessed in my life is, in, is all a part of my vision. And so my vision is what keeps me going. It's what keeps me, it's, it drives me, it, it frustrates me and drives me at the same time. Yeah. Um, and so you can't let go of that vision because if God gave you the vision of what your life is supposed to look like in the end, P- Prophetess Kim said it in the last episode. She said, you can't forget who you are, whose you are, mm-hmm. and the fact that if 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 your daddy made the world, you yeah, can have anything you, can have you want. All. You can have it all. And that's so powerful. That's something you can never forget. You can never forget you are the child of a man who can give you anything you desire. Mm-hmm. So you can't lose sight. You can't lose sight. Be in position, y'all. Man, this was a dope episode. Good it job, was. Man. This was a good one. Thank you. You too, Jess. Thanks. <laughs> and sorry for the little mishap we had. <laughs> that wasn't nothing but the enemy. Right. Trying we to hate you. <laughs> trying to hate is all right. And we still serve. Right. <laughs> but thanks for listening. We'll catch y'all next week.